so may my words and your thoughts be acceptable to God, who is our strength and salvation. Amen. I'll stand a bit forward because um, some of you are behind the candle when I stand there. <laughs> the reading from Acts took place, the story there took place in a town called Caesarea and St. Peter had travelled from Jerusalem in the middle of the country to Caesarea on the coast. Well, rather like St. Peter, I've made the opposite journey. I live in Cromer on the coast and I've travelled to Eindhoven, the centre of the world. And our worship here this morning does take place firmly in the tradition of the mission of the church that we've inherited from those early days as recorded in the book of the Acts of the Apostles. And today, as at every service, we've read some more snippets of information of how things were in those days, weeks, months, years following the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And in that reading from the Acts of the Apostles, we found up the Apostle Peter full of confidence. Not that he lacked confidence, you might remember. It's just that when he was with Jesus back then, he was rather unfocused, you might say. He wasn't always up to speed with where Jesus was, and he wasn't often aware of the direction of travel. But the experience of knowing the resurrected Christ has empowered him in the days that we read about. Here he was talking confidently to an audience made up of a family. Family, the head of the family was a centurion in the elite Italian cohort of the occupying Roman army. In England, we'd call that head of the SAS. And we heard that there was a baptism at his house. And in a few moments, we'll all be taking part in a baptism, baptizing Sophie and Tan. Got that right. And it'll be in the same tradition as that of St. Peter. Back then, those people being baptised were not of Jewish heritage. Although 
For some time, they had been part of the community at the local synagogue. They'd been accepted as God-fearers, a group of people that the Jewish community welcomed, but second class. They could sit at the back. Yeah. And what is not stated is that but everybody at the time knew is that within that synagogue community there was a third group of people and these people were of Jewish heritage but additionally they believed in the resurrection of Jesus Christ and someone from this third group had invited Peter to spend time with them on the coast. And this is how it came about, that Peter, a Jew, found himself explaining the Christmas Christian story to people who were not of his heritage. Outside his comfort zone. And this is the first ever recorded extension of the Christian story to include people who were not of Jewish heritage. It was both a miracle and a cause of dismay. The miracle was that non-Jewish folk discovered the good news of the gospel. The dismay was for people of Jewish heritage that they found that it's including these folk seriously compromised the practice of their historic faith and their culture. And this is the great hidden issue, hidden in plain sight throughout the Gospels and Paul's letters and all the other writings. The inclusion of the Gentiles, those not of Jewish heritage, and the opposition that arose because of it. It's the subject of much discussion within the letters of St. Paul and is the issue behind many of the stories recorded in the four Gospels and the Book of Acts. And eventually, sadly, the division between the believing Jews and the non-believing Jews became a rift. The two factions went their separate ways and the faiths developed separately. And so that understanding puts that prayerful meditation that was read to us from St. John fully into context. John remembers that Jesus prayed that all who believed in God would be one, would be united in fellowship and faith in God. 
in the resurrection life of Christ, the prayer is for all believers to be as close to God as Jesus is. The prayer proposes the exercise of love over everything else to address differences, differences in understanding, differences in culture, differences in faith. And this oneness is the essential ingredient of the church's mission into which Sophie Ann Tain is going to be baptised today. Now, despite the failure to remain as one, we are still encouraged to engage in that mission, to make the attempt in every walk of life to accept difference, to offer difference to God in love, to live with difference in the new life of resurrection. By looking back to those stories of the early days, we learn how the mission of the church remains unchanged today. It is still our mission to live with difference. The first thing to grasp about mission is that it's not something that the church does. Mission is something that the church is. It's what we do. Mission, in mission, we are open and welcoming, sharing and living the talk. As a Christian follower of Jesus Christ, each of you plays an individual part in the mission of the church just by living the life of Christ. To the people you know, you automatically raise awareness of the new life flowing from resurrection. The people you know see that you worship Jesus as Lord. And from time to time, they hear your invitation for them to join with you. They notice that you live a life of sharing, sharing God's love with everyone with whom you work and who you meet socially. They notice that you share your material wealth and life skills with those people whose lives are disrupted by health issues, broken relationships, financial pressures, and these days, even war. And they know that you pray with them, for them, for the souls of the people around you. They see in you the church as the body of Christ presenting itself to them. 
The way you conduct your life brings new life of resurrection close to the people and the communities where you live here in Eidhoven and around the world. That's how mission works. So let's check out how mission worked in Caesarea. Let's transport ourselves back to that moment in the courtyard home of a Roman centurion and his family and the workers in the household. Peter is rehearsing the facts about Jesus Christ, facts that we all know well, facts that these folks are hearing for the first time. They're hearing the story of Jesus Christ and it stirs them. It stirs them to want to be part of the action. The enthusiasm, you could feel it as the story was read. And so when the centurion and those around him are energized by the Holy Spirit, all differences of heritage, of nationality, of those things that flow from an occupying army, they're all put to one side. And Peter doesn't hesitate to offer baptism. Baptism for all. They're no longer second class. They're no longer an occupying army. They're no longer them over there. They are like us wanting to be baptized and live in a new way, the Christian way. And for them, the church is going to be a place where both families like that one and with a Roman background and families with a Jewish heritage, they can come together and share in the new life of resurrection. And now we can come back to today. Ha and Matthias wish for Sophie and Tan to be baptized. The Holy Spirit has enthused them to come along today. We must respond with baptism. And in carrying out this baptism, we will be pursuing and living the mission of the church. We will join in thanksgiving for the gift of a new human life. And we will renew our own commitment to bring up our children to copy us in the practice of the new life of faith in resurrection. And in doing so, we will put aside all and any difference in heritage, in language, in culture, gender, religion, or any other excuse you can think of to have a difference with someone. In the love of God, in the new life of resurrection, we are all one, one church, 
one faith, one Lord. Everyone and anyone is welcome. This church will baptize anyone enthused by the Holy Spirit without question. This is something the church does as part of its mission to witness to the life-giving power of Jesus Christ. Ha and Matthias, David and Glory, all of you who live here, who are joining us online, we're all committing to teach Sophie and Tan and anyone else we meet on the job as it were as she grows up to understand how to live the mission and to share the risen life of Christ. May God be with you all in that endeavour. <laughs>